Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we look forward to one of the biggest days in the Newark Athletic Club's calendar. Talk to Glenn Cobb at FlowServe. Find out what the Twins have been up to and count how many strikers stumbled at Stilton. I'm Mick Bradley. He's not Tony Smith. But this is the renowned Radio New at Sport. And as ever, we start with the local headlines. And Fernwood Sword Club's Ethan Dakin won his third title of the Youth Series in Liverpool on Saturday and in doing so, took the 2019 overall championship. There's a full report about a fantastic week, week even, for the Sword Club on our website. The first round of the North Midlands Cross Country League took part took place at Marks. Mark Eaton Park Derby on Saturday with Newark Athletic Club's Joseph Monk starring that's fantastic to hear that again finishing 6th in the under 13 boys race he's back to form to football and it's back to back victories for Long Bennington in the Knotts Youth Football League under 18's Premier Division with a 4-2 victory over Ravenshead and Newark Town move up to 3rd in Division 1 with their 3rd win in 4 outings a 3-2 victory at Teversal. And a win for the RHP Colts at under-16 level. 3-2 again against Breeston at the Sports Village. Two first-half goals from Ryan Atwood proved enough for RHP Sunday under-16s as they maintained their unbeaten start to the season. The Green and White sits third in the table, six points behind leaders Immingham, but crucially, with two matches in hand. The Rugby Club Under-14s beat Sleaford 31-14 on a very soggy Sunday morning at Ketham Road. Not such a good morning though for the Under-15s. Beaten 24-5 by Corsairs. There's a story to that one, but um, that's one for later. Chloe Davis lost their latest boxing match on Friday evening at the East of England Championships, but I'm told it was one of those Homer results. And finally cycling in round four of the West Midlands Cyclocross League, Jetney Top won the under-10s race with older brother Jude finishing 26 in the youth category race. And as ever, of course, we always start with um, how well our youngsters are doing and uh, they are fantastic. And a couple of those stories, of course, is athletics and that's really what we're going to be talking tonight because uh, I've got a pair of robs in the studio. I've been trying to work out all week what, what do you call a pair of robs. Is it a, a gaggle of robs, a group of robs? I'm absolutely sure he's going to come up with an answer for it sooner or later. A problem. A problem of robs. That's good. I like that one because that probably sums it up quite well, actually. We've dis- we've sent Mr Smith off to um, to Mansfield to um, watch Flow Serve. Um, he doesn't know how to use a mobile phone, so we're going to talk to somebody that does, of course, and that is Glenn Cobb. But without Tony here, um, it left me with a problem of who's going to do my 
world stories but of course it's not really a problem is it because a problem of rob's is here so i've chosen two athletic stories um for them to get their teeth into because i cannot work out which way this should go um for starters, I won't be able to pronounce the name. Elud Kip, Chip, Kipchoge? Yep. Elud Kipchoge has become the first athlete to run a marathon in under two hours, beating the mark by 20 seconds. The Kenyan, who is 34, covered the 26.2 miles in one hour, 59 minutes and 40 seconds in Vienna on Saturday. It will not be recognised as an official marathon world record because it was not an open competition and he used a team of rotating pacemakers. Simple question, gents, and both of you join in on this one. Simple question, because everybody is asking, is that a fantastic achievement, or is it simply a publicity stunt? Rob! It's a, it's a great achievement, you know, to run that far that fast takes some doing. Um, pacemakers, Bannister had pacemakers when he broke the four-minute mile all those years ago. Um, many other races bring pacemakers. It's it's something to you know, great, really good achievement. I think I'd be really chuffed to be able to run an hour slower than that. But <laughs> Bannisters was recognised as a in, that went in the record books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from what you two gents was telling me before we started this, um, I don't see there's a lot of difference. And Obviously, modern technology, and he's, he's following a laser box, and it got super duper running shoes on, and, and all that. But I would assume Bannister had all the technology going when he did it. Um, so why is this not recognised? I, I I don't know, but I think it's a great achievement, and it sh- it should be recognised. You know, to to, to run that fast. Um, on a on, on a marathon course you know, anyone can go out and buy a gps watch that'll do exactly that and tell you what pace you should if you're ahead or behind of your pace um you know trying to find 18 or 20 mates who can run that fast might be a bit of a challenge but um you know you, you can't take the achievement away away from him rob we've had one rob well, let's have the other rob yeah um i'm of the old school I don't agree, never have agreed with pacemakers. Um, If you're fit enough and you've put the work in, uh, you just go out and run and prove to everyone else that you can do it regardless. And uh, it is, a um, like Rob said, it's a great achievement, but I don't agree with pacemakers. Why do they have pacemakers on tracks? I mean, if somebody's capable of a record, they can do it, go and do the record without pacemakers. Back to you. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's... I, 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 there's obviously some rule somewhere that says you must have, perhaps, people, everyone who runs with you must finish the race. I don't know. It's perhaps something I'll go and look up on the internet or, or in my UK rule book. If, if it's got but, rotating pacemakers, is mm. it... Did the I, I, I explain because if, in my world then the the if he had eight pacemakers eight pacemaker number eight must have been there at the end yeah but he probably wasn't there at the start no right he'd so, have been dropped right. in at mile twenty right and just okay. done that almost right. uh, a relay of pace, pacemakers and is this what they did with Bannister or did all the Bannister guys start at the beginning all the Bannister guys started and they'd worked out their sequence of which lap they were going to 
uh, run hard and pace him out, and then but they all run from back. The, yeah, okay. Yeah, they didn't drop out; yeah. they dropped back, and that's yeah. probably the difference. That, the, 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 there yeah. is a subtle difference yeah. there, isn't they? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But the fact is, he did run it in one hour fifty nine minutes, didn't he? Yeah. You know, wh- whichever way you look at it, yeah, he, he did. He, he, he did. He did run it. And but would know. he would he have done that without pacemakers? I don't think so. If you put a lone man on a road on his own and say, right, you've got the chance of a world record, go and do it, he wouldn't have done it. Because they'd, they'd have been protect, shielding him <laughs> from wind, shielding yeah. him from everything yeah. else, passing, you know, making sure he got a drink, all that stuff. Which, which is uh, why you wouldn't have... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, as I think we're all in agreement, it's a tremendous achievement... But maybe it's but, not one for yeah, the record. Yeah, books. yeah. But if you suddenly drop in a pacemaker in who's only running three miles, and then you yeah. another one picks him up from three to six, and another one six to nine, and so on. I think on. he had sixteen pacemakers. Yeah, yeah it, mm. it, it's um, it, it's uh, it's a bit like when Gareth Bagley did his sixty laps of the track, um, and nobody else could manage to run that far with him, so we had to support him in um, in relays. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The other one that's worrying me, and we're, it's, 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 it's an athletics night tonight with um, a five-minute football phone call thrown in for good measure, but it's an athletics night tonight, and Mo Farrell insists he's done absolutely nothing wrong, and there is nothing at all out there to say that he has. Nothing at all. But he was at his best when he was with uh, Alberto um, Cesar, who has been um, found guilty of basically a drugs cheat. There's no other way of putting it. Um and Mo Farah stayed with him, and all the time this was going off. My question to you two gentlemen, as this tarnished Mo Farah's career, will there always be a doubt there um, that he is clean? In in you two are athletics people. I'm I'm not. You understand it probably better than what I do. All I really know is if Mo Farah was. American, Bulgarian, or Russian, we would all be thinking, hmm, but he's not, he's one of ours. He is. I think it's very unfortunate, and there's always going to be that stigma um, now as to, you know, did he do anything? It's probably something we'll, we'll never understand, we'll never know, um, but there's always going to be that doubt in people's minds. Yeah. Where do you stand on it? I, I genuinely hope he's innocent, you know, and through, as Rob was saying earlier, through sheer hard work and determination, yeah. um, you know, he, he was the successful runner that, that, he, that he's become. Um, you know, he's still jolly good, as we saw at the Great North Run a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it's just that, 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 that stigma that will sadly sit with him for, forever, and there's no way that he can genuinely prove his innocence i mean it, it was i assume his decision to stick with his coach because it, this has been bubbling along yeah. for a long time yeah. hasn't it yeah and, and i guess you know he it, it sort of points to the fact that he's he is innocent by the fact he's stuck with this coach through it and hasn't sort of suddenly thought oh holy moly um i've been found out and i've got to do something so i i see that as a really positive thing you know and the coaching obviously work for Farah. It most certainly did. Rob, what's your take on it? There are, there are a lot of um, brilliant coaches. We have them in this country, brilliant coaches. I like to think with Mo and a lot of the uh, distance runners that we have, 
that uh, is done through sheer hard work. And it's like with Newark AC, uh, there's been uh, brilliant runners, really, that uh, some of them no longer with us. And it's done through sheer hard work. And, uh, I mean, I was never a fast person by any stretch of the imagination, but my training schedule would be between 60 and 80 miles a week. And that was holding down a job as well. And the times that I did was through sheer hard work. You've got coaches uh, that used to coach you around and give you plans of what to do. And there was never anything untoward. So I would like to think with Mo, it's been sheer hard work. I mean, for somebody to be running training, what, 140 miles a week or something, takes a lot of time, day in, day out. I'd do it. I'd put it all down to corn. Corn. Corn, that's what he lives on, isn't it? Right. He likes a nice plate of corn, according to the telly. Corn. Um, you know, corn, and who am I to argue? Mm. Um, I knew it would go it would go wrong sooner. <laughs> I'm just surprised it took till quarter past seven. <laughs> this is the time of the year, of course, when we look forward to Newark Athletic Club event with a difference. And as you've already heard, we've got the two Robs in the studio to tell us all about it. It's something that... Um, we call the Dave Lewis Challenge, but it's not taking place at the Sports Village. It's not taking place every night of a week in June. It's taking place on Saturday morning out in the countryside. So what I want you to do now, Rob, please, is just explain what the Dave Lewis Challenge is. We'll talk about where it is and what and, and that later on, but what the Dave Lewis Challenge is and sadly for our listeners, how it came about. Yeah, well, Dave Lewis lost his life um, on holiday playing with his children in the sea and a wave took him and they found him three days later um, so they asked me in 1999 if I would organise a challenge event uh, uh, which I did and here we are 20 years later I was just a slip of a boy then and here we are now 20 years later and on the 20th anniversary on Saturday, uh, the 19th, um, of the Dave Lewis Challenge. And so I'd, I organised the challenge event. It started off with uh, like 15 miles and 6 miles, uh, two races. But they wouldn't put it in the long distance magazine. So I thought, right, uh, it's got to be over 20 miles. So I went one step further and did 27.5 for the long route and um, 11 and a half for the short route and uh, like I say it's now 20 years and I've been proud uh, to be able to do it it's been an honour to do it and Dave was such a great man lovely man lovely man full of encouragement and uh, just brilliant so his wife Janet and the children who are now grown up they've got children of their own and um uh, they come and uh, start the proceedings off, uh, give a little talk. And this year, uh, Jonathan Pass, who owns Kellum Hall and the Fox Inn at Kellum, has agreed to actually start the two races. Um, Jonathan allows us to park in Kellum Hall car park free of charge, lets us use the toilets free of charge, 
and let's just put the marquee up in the Callum Fox car park and that's all free of charge and uh, I found him very very genuine and uh, a really uh, nice guy to work with really not many people I didn't know Dave Lewis probably not many people can remember Dave Lewis but uh, I guarantee you if you're a sports person in this town you will know Dave Lewis's son uh, the wonderful person Reece. that is Reese Lewis mm. um, apart from the fact that he's a fantastic footballer yeah. um, and a gentleman as well um, and there's Rory um, I don't know Rory um, what's that it's Reese. Um, I mean yeah. I've, I've, I've known Reese for probably nearly 20 years now yes. just, just yeah. after it happened when he and, and he come and joined me when I was helping run up at Lowfields, mm. and from the first time we met him, he was just an absolute perfect. You know, if, if anybody said, I want my child to grow up like, mm. you'd say Reese Lewis. Mm. Mm. Um, and um, Reese doesn't play football on this Saturday, he will be there, as you yeah. say, w- yeah. um, in memory of his father, and uh, yes. you know, yeah. we'll, we'll catch up with Reese on Saturday morning, yeah, as well. Um, as I said, it is an event with a difference. You're not running around a track. And uh, when we come back after a couple of phone calls, you can tell us why it's an event with a difference and uh, the people that it does mm. attract. Mm. Before that, we're sticking with Newark Athletic Club because uh, the Twins will be out training tonight and they've got a lot to tell us about from the weekend. And we're going to try and get older Glenn Cobb at the Notts County Cup first round match between Mansfield Hosiery Mills and Newark Flow Serve. So, uh, busy 10 minutes i think okay time to catch the twins or more to the point only one of the twins because one's a little bit poorly she shouldn't she shouldn't have gone to derby on saturday morning in all that rain um but uh, it's tilly that's with us and tilly you've got a, a busy a busy weekend to talk about yeah we have so first of all last wednesday they had a a primary school district schools cross country at the dukeries and well done to isla who came third Cameron, who came 25th, um, Maisie, who came 1st, Lewis Biggins came 20th, R came 3rd, Charlie came 3rd, and Eric came 1st. So a big well done to them. And then on Saturday, we had the first North Mid Cross Country at Mark Eaton Park, and we had some great runs by everyone. Joseph Monk had a great 6th place in the under-13 boys. I came 106th, and Lauren came 130th in the senior women's race. Tom came 84th, Simon came 105th, AD 138th, Holly 139th, Carl 158th, Tim 171st, and Gareth 185th in the senior men's race. So a well done to all of them as well. And finally, on Sunday, we had the first mini league sports hall. And I'm not sure which athletes took part, but well done to you all. And it was a wet day, but luckily they're all inside. So well done. And there was a lot. A, a huge turnout by everyone. So well done. So that was the the first major outing for you then in as an adult, shall we say? Yeah, it was so much better running in the women's race. So much better. <laughs> Why? Because I actually had people to race with. Being <laughs> at the back, I was in the middle running with them, and they because you're always with someone, it like pushes you on to keep going. So it's really nice. Excellent. Yeah. So. so, um, 
cross-country season now well and truly started. Yeah, definitely. What's um, what's coming up next then? I think the next race is on the third, second, third of November, and that is the National Cross Country Relays at Berry Hill. Oh, because you're, you're always a big turnout for that one, isn't they? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we've got a lot of teams this year. And next Sunday, we've got the uh, second Mini League Cross Country at King Edward Park or King George Park in Berry Hill as well. Oh, right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it soon comes around again. I was yeah, privileged really. to go to the first one where you was uh, you you were sort of um, running around in front of them, hoping that he was yeah. going in the right direction, and Mr. Orger was waving his arms like he was <laughs> conducting an orchestra. Always one of the wonderful Sunday mornings to go to. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're all... Will you be going over to Mansfield to support, or...? I'm working. You're working, she says. Work. Thankfully, yeah. she says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand Lauren and Father are not too well, so let's um, give them um, our best wishes. And um, Big Sister continues to take everything before her over there, the other side of the yeah, pond. She's doing well. Mum and Dad are going to visit her on Sunday. They're off to America. And leaving you two on your own. Yeah, for our 18th birthday. For your 18th birthday. Yeah, but it is There's no wonder your dad's poorly. <laughs> yeah, we've had to get lots of bribes. <laughs> dear, dear. <laughs> right. It is, isn't it? Well, yeah. um, wish Amber a happy birthday for I us. And uh, we'll catch up with you two again next week. Next week, yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. See you later. Bye. I think, Rob, no, I know Rob, both Robs, to have a family like the Owens connected with a club... Mm. Is, is absolutely fantastic because there's mum and there's dad and, and there's Amber although she's you know over in the safe so every time she comes back she's still there running and of course the twins and they're giving it everything aren't they brilliant oh ab- absolutely fantastic brilliant. I mean a, a couple of years ago at the national cross country all five of them ran a race there which we think is probably unique the whole family to have taken part in an English national cross country Uh, Mum got a photo in the Daily Telegraph um, for that. Uh, But yeah, tremendous achievement. And they're they're always so enthusiastic. And they most certainly are. And that's what makes local clubs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Without them, the the, the twins were... uh, I'm not sure which pub they work at, but it must be quite scary having twins serving you all the time. But um, uh, uh, they they came and did the herring on on the cross country... And then mum rushed them off to work. Um, so yeah, a lot of people had said, nope, not coming, going to work. But there they were, giving their time. Maybe the local one in um, Basingham, is it? I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, so you'd, you'd be a bit confused if one waitress brought you, brought you on there and then you thought the same waitress was coming back. And no, it's a different one. <laughs> right, I've got to go back to the phone lines because Glenn Cobb's waiting. He, he's over at uh, the Mansfield Hosiery Mills ground at, I think it's called the Fieldings. And it's the first round of... The County Cup, and I'm desperate for either Flowserve or Newark Town, or preferably both, to have a good run in the County Cup. Glenn, good evening. Uh, good evening, mate. Nice to speak to you. Um, after the euphoria of Saturday, another Cup match tonight, probably not as important as Saturday's, but uh, it is to many of us locals. Um, what sort of team of Flowserve putting out? Yeah, we've got a fairly strong side uh, out tonight, Mick. There's four changes from Saturday's game. Um, Mitch Robinson's come in for Lawrence Gorman I think all we all know sustained uh, a bad head injury on the Saturday and could be out for quite some time uh, we've got Jared Russell coming in at 6 uh, Sol Miller's coming in at uh, number 11 left side midfield 
And we've got a new sign in Harry Clibbins coming in at uh, right back. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays this evening. On paper, Flosev should win and win convincingly. There's two levels be- between the two clubs. Um, but you know as well as I do, very rarely it works like that, Glenn, because if you're the team that's got nothing to lose, you're going to go out there and give everything, aren't you? Yeah, this this is Mansfield Osry Mills final, really. You know, they're up for it. I've, I've spoken to their chairman. We all know him from uh, running the line on Saturday. Uh, nice man. I can remember having a few words with him. Yes, I spoke um, to him. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're, they're up for it, you know, and, and our lads certainly are. They're, they're chomping at the bit to get going. We're just about to kick off now. Uh, flow server uh, are kicking off, uh, and we're kicking up the slope, the famous slope at Sutton Town's Old Ground. And, and let's be honest, there is one heck of a slope on there, isn't, isn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. To, to say all the rain that we've had in the last 24 hours, I think credit's due where uh, credit's due to uh, Osiris Mills for actually getting the game on. Um, especially down this bottom end, I can't see any standing water at all, so they, they must have some very good drainage down here. It does tend to drain well on a one in four slope. <laughs> Glenn, if there's anything happening before um, eight o'clock, just give us a quick, um, quick yeah, bell I'll and give um, an and and we'll and and we'll sh- um, shout it out. Um, the injury we did talk about last night to Lawrence Gorman. Is there any more news on that? Because it didn't it didn't seem very good at all. No, I, I, well, from what I'm led to believe, he was assessed today by the medical staff uh, within the hospital. And he's booked in for an operation on Friday. Um, other than that, I, I can't really, uh, I don't know too much more, but uh, I'm speaking to Craig today at work. I'm, I'm led to believe that uh, he has been assessed and he's down for an operation, as I say, on uh, on Friday. And we wish him all the best, of course. We most certainly do. Involved. And um, yeah. they're going to miss him at Flow 7. Let's just hope it's not, uh, it's not too long. Well, you've got half an hour to give us some good news. I will do. I'll keep you updated. Thanks, Glenn. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye-bye. Live sport there, Glenn Cobb at the, the County Cup match. And there's County Cup football in Newark tomorrow night when Newark Town take on Clifton All-Whites at the Sports Village with a quarter to eight kick-off and we'll be there straight after the show to meet you all. Um, we left Rob telling us um, why the Dave Lewis Challenge, how it all started and why we're remembering um, Dave Lewis. But it's not a running event as in the traditional style of Newark Athletic Club. It's more... I would say probably orienteering. Rob, now explain where they go and how it's done. It's a challenge event, and everyone gets every finisher gets a certificate at the end. Um, the twenty-seven and a half mile starts at eight thirty. Uh, that goes um, there's some road. And then it goes into the fields near Bathley and uh, goes across Bathley, uh, Norrell and uh, across to Ossington. And then it loops through Ossington and back to Norrell Woodhouse. And then there's a good section of road then uh, to uh, Rob Orgill's checkpoint. Uh, and that, cake. That's checkpoint number two, and cake, and, and cake. drinks, and uh, everything else. Nobody can ever find Rob Orgill's checkpoint, though. I've tried for about three years on the bounce, and I've never found it. Yeah, you get there too late, though, sir. So. Yeah, that, uh, yeah well, once everybody's through, it's gone. It, they closed the checkpoints. And then it, from there, it, it drops down into Cornton, uh, across, uh, across the fields, into Cornton, and then goes from Cornton... Um, uh, a little bit of road there. It goes uh, through a couple of farms, 
and then heads out towards Upton and Upton is checkpoint three drops more cake more cake, more cake. cake. Yes, cake more there. cake and then it, it'll drop from Upton down uh, through Rolston to Fiskerton the outskirts of Fiskerton to checkpoint four and then from Fiskerton it follows more or less the Trent um, round the old well it's still a power station isn't it yeah and uh, to Aram Church, and that's the last checkpoint, checkpoint five. And then, uh, thanks to Latham Farms, we can use part of their track to join up another public bridleway that takes them back to Kellam. It, it's, it's nice, isn't it? Because you've already mentioned Kellam Hall people, mm. and now Latham Farms. Latham Farms, yeah. I do think it's nice that the locals are. Yes, working with you yeah. instead of Definitely. saying, "Oh no, it's not them again." And, but the work, the, and the working with you, and I do think that, that's yeah. nice. And uh, it hasn't took um, long for FlowServe to, uh, as, shall we say, assert some authority. Jamie Turner has scored after three minutes. Um, we'll keep you informed, <laughs> right. so to speak. Did he um, start before everybody else? <laughs> I think FlowServe <laughs> probably did. Is it? Is it signposted? No, no. They have route description. And uh, there are one or two compass bearings. Everybody has to carry route description, a map, a compass, a whistle, and everything in case they get lost, right? And they blow on the whistle and everything. But it's surprising how many people cannot read a compass. Surprising how many can't read a map. This is very true. Very true, yeah. It's one of the things that amazes me when I put a map in front of my grandchildren. One of them, yeah, and the other one, I don't know, where's the signpost? Yeah, yeah. It, it amazes me. Well, the challenge event, I've done a lot of challenge events, and, and Rob mentioned Gareth Bagley, and uh, Gareth and myself used to do a, an event called the Leak Moors Marathon, which was around about 35 miles across Derbyshire. Leak Moors, that's obviously the, Leak, the, the Leak town Moors of Leak. Marathon, yeah, yeah. Right. and it, was, it started from Flash Village, that's the highest oh, village that's in it. England. I've been, you've been there, yeah. The highest village, and as Went far to a as... wedding you, there once. Yeah, as far as you run down, you have to run up at the end. And it's surprising how many people cannot use a map. They used to have kit checks every so often. Uh, they'd pull you out and check all your kit and everything, make sure you've got a map, compass and everything. Uh, maybe I ought to do that, perhaps, Rob, but we wouldn't have so many competitors then, would we? So what we're really saying, it's a, it's a specialist event. It's not for the twins and people like oh, that. Oh, no, anybody, anybody, can, can, do yeah. Any, anybody yeah. can do it. Anybody can do it. Anybody If you can read a map. Well, uh, they've got a, a lovely... Rob does the route descriptions and it's brilliant. Except when uh, it's got turn right, it means left. But uh, apart from that, it's uh, absolutely fine. But um, it's a bit like a car treasure hunt, <laughs> then, isn't it? You? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit yeah. wrong on no, that. One, no, no, no. And no. you know, at the start on display is a map um, showing the course, so you can mark the course, and then you've just got to follow the paths on the way around. It's not difficult. Um, you know, as, as Rob said, it's a challenge. Yeah, it, it's it not, challenge. you know, it's the not 11 and a half mile is a challenge, it's but a challenge, but do, shorter. Does it then, getting back to the, what I said about special, which is, is obviously not quite right, does it attract a special brand of runners? Then, I mean, you're not going to have not fast and triders there, yeah, yeah. We will, yeah, 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 yeah. you will. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you get more usually on the long route than the short route. 
and uh, it, it's good fun. But the, I mean, last year the the uh, first four runners were in in under five hours, ran round in under five hours. Now people have said to me, "Oh, it's longer than what it says, twenty-seven point five approx." And I said to them, "What mileage have you got? They got these fancy watches and, and that sort of thing." Um, and it was twenty-seven point three. One had got twenty-seven point seven, and so I put a prox on. I'm, I'm well in. One lady once came and said, "I've done thirty-two miles today," and I I've seen it rude. Yeah. I, I said, "Where have you been?" And then her husband piped up, well, we did go wrong two or three times. And, <laughs> and I said, well, didn't you look at your map? And, oh, no, we haven't got a map. And I said, well, the instructions are you have to have a map. So what they did, they went back to where they went wrong and started again uh, and did this about three times. Well, obviously, they put in miles on, you know, that's where the Bless 32 um. miles came. But, yeah, I mean, on the, on the whole, they're absolutely brilliant. The competitors, they're absolutely brilliant. Everybody enjoys it. Uh, there's a 10-hour cut-off. I'm there from... Um, what time do you go? Half eight to start on the long one, don't we? So yeah, you'll they've, be got to half be back, six. they've got to be back by half six. Because otherwise, I'll lock the car and I go home. I, I've been there <laughs> since uh, sort of half, half past six in the morning, really, but uh, at the Kellum Fox. Eight minutes gone at Mansfield, Ozzy Mills and Flo Server, leading two goals to nil, Sol oh, Miller right, with yeah, the they second. Started, they started early. Um, they started early. Do you get people from... All over, distance, yeah? all over, yeah. Because um, at once, I'm, I'm, we've I'm, had them from Cornwall, Manchester, there's some... Uh, I think the Cornish man wins. Um, yeah. At one stage, because um, I know you both, you gentlemen, take pride in the two events that you sort of champion yeah and help each other as yeah. well yeah at one stage the gordon wellborn week was seemed to be going slightly downhill numbers wise and <laughs> wasn't and, and then we came on the radio and then you it. came on the yeah, radio yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going to be the next statement <laughs> yeah. then you came on the radio and now you're in three figures yeah. every night of, yeah. of, of every race for the last two or three years and it is absolutely as popular, I think, as you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, it's great. The Dave Lewis Challenge, again, in my memory serves me like wavered a bit a few years ago, but it I did. thought last year it picked up again. Am, I, am the, I right? Last year was the best year. We raised £800. £500 went to the Sam White Legacy, and £150 went to um, uh, MS on a local level i keep everything at a local level if i can and the other 150 went to newark first aiders they do a fantastic job yes they do and so we're doing sam white again this year we're doing um uh, prostate cancer that's at a local level that's being sent out to uh in ashfield and there's a helpline there where anybody suffering with prostate um, because one of our guys that does the car park, he's just got over prostate cancer, thankfully, and got the all clear. I had to have a prostate minor operation about three or four years ago, uh, which was successful. And so we keep it at a local level, but the group I spoke to at Sutton in Ashfield, um, what they do, if people can't afford it, sometimes they have to buy a mattress cover or a new mattress because of the condition and it's fantastic so we're doing sam white again this year 
and uh, Mick, who I know, I mean, they were customers of mine for years, and I watched Sam grow up, a lovely, lovely young man, lovely young man. And um, and then the prostate one, and then, again, you at first aiders. We had the privilege of talking to Mike White um, yeah. a few weeks ago when he... he he basically jumped on a push bike and cycled from John O'Groats yes, to Land's he End he via Newark and he'd done not a lot of training. In no. fact, hardly any training at all and he achieved that. And I mean, that's a fantastic it achievement. Is. And um, yeah. I was at my nephew's 25th birthday party on Saturday night. He didn't want any um, presents or anything, but there's two buckets there for Sam White Legacy. Yeah. And, and, you know, well done, young Jacob. Um, it, it's absolutely fantastic mm. that people are now remember, still remembering Sam White, and, and long may it last. And that's yes, a, yes. I really do think oh, he's three nil, three nil by the three nil, yeah. Danny Meadows. Yes, yeah. you've got you're getting this, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's called a text message. It is, isn't it? I, you know, it's a bit cutting edge for me. It's, mo- it's, it's, it's modern technology. Could I ask what a text message is, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of these that keeps yeah. coming through yeah. here that keeps buzzing. <laughs> um, how many people are you expecting? Oh, golly. Um, it would be nice if there's around 50 for the long route. Uh, they can an- enter on the day, you see, so we don't really know uh, how... Um, we've got s- postal entries uh, already, and uh, we've only got two postal entries, no, three postal entries for the short route, but we'll probably get about 40-odd on the short route as well. So... Janet will be there, Janet Lewis and uh, Riss. Riss and Rory usually run round. I think there's a bit of brotherly rivalry. (laughs) What um, what sort of time is it starting on Saturday? And exactly where is it starting? It's starting from the Fox Inn at Kellam. Right, so it started from your tent in in, in the car park? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and and then that's at 8.30, the long route is at 8.30. And then the short route goes at 9.00. Uh, because when they get into Bathley, they split up. The long route goes one way, and then the short route. So we start them within half an hour, so that the long route people they're out of the way, basically, so they don't get tangled up with the short people. And it is a Newark Athletic Club event, and um, it is, yeah, yeah. It's not just you two, is it? it it's club members are out and about and uh, oh, doing their bit. Yeah, like all these things, it's a. Uh, it's not just the. Um, uh, the the problem of Roberts is that what we described them? Yes, the problem um, of Robs. Yeah, um, we could do actually with uh, a couple of more people to help out at checkpoints, but it's it's an ongoing nightmare trying to uh, uh, get people to help. I like if I can, I like two people at each checkpoints. I don't like a lady to be like on, on the short route at checkpoint two, which is the last checkpoint. A lady on her own. No, no. You know, I like somebody to be there. Uh, but uh, so if anyone's listening and they're not doing anything Saturday, um, they can ring me at home or ring Rob. And uh, is the uh, president um, booked in to do something? Yeah, the president does. Uh, he, he's up. doing um, Fiskerton checkpoint, guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah he does quite a good cake as well. If you if you're driving down the road that sort of goes parallel to the river that comes out by the uh, that that sort of fisherman's car park at Fiskerton, it'll be just on the left. So just go in. Roughly, I've done more chance yeah. of finding him than I do with you. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm easy to there. find. I'll yeah, be, yeah. yeah. You've seen the colour of my uh, car. If I, you can't spot that, there's no hi- hope for you. You hide. Could I? You can. Could I say something about the footpaths? Yes, we're all. all, all I yours. have been in touch over the last five years with footpaths officers, 
getting nowhere, but I can't really expect anything when a junior footpaths officer doesn't even know what a style is. But some of the styles are non-existent, uh, some are in a dreadful state, and uh, I once uh, had a talk to one of the councillors at Upton about the styles at Upton. Uh, yes, we'll get it done, and that was about three years ago, and still nothing has been done. And around Aaron Park Farm and Kellam Hills, and what's the other farm? Um, yeah, I know the one you mean. Anyway, uh, yeah, and the foot, the styles are in a absolute dreadful state. A dreadful state. Who, who are we blaming? Not County Council? No, it's the footpath officers. Uh, uh, I, I rang the council up and they said, oh, you want to speak to the footpath officer? And I spoke to Who Ms. employs him? It's the County Council. The it's the County, county Council. Council. So it's not, yeah. We're blaming yeah. Notts yeah. County Council, aren't we? Right. Always. Right, come on, Notts County Council. Get your finger poured out. Because, yeah. uh, I've th- even, these are I've even offered. Footpaths. I even offered to go round with them and show them part of the route that we go on they didn't want they weren't interested in doing the 27 and a half mile because i'd have gone with them but um to show them the state of the styles because what's going to happen soon if somebody falls off and injures themselves it's going to cost them a lot of money then they're going to start being interested aren't they right um waiting in the wings graham and the striders report worryingly enough mr orgill's practicing his jokes um Graham, please talk at least until one minute to eight. <laughs> Graham, Strider's report, all yours. A soggy, a soggy Sunday. It was a soggy Sunday for some, and I'll come to that. But let's start uh, where it wasn't so soggy. It was hot and sunny in Mallorca at Palmer, where uh, eleven Striders were uh, taking on the Palmer Half Marathon on Sunday. And, yeah, it was very, uh, very hot and sunny. And judging by all the rehydrating that was taking place afterwards, they must have got pretty dehydrated during the race itself. That's so, yeah. subtly put. <laughs> yes, isotonic uh, sports drinks were being consumed by the, uh, by the pint, by the... By the yeah, I'm going to say, look, look at the picture that's now, gone on our, that's now gone on our website. Look at the lead picture. You don't get isotonic sports drinks in those glasses. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, first finish was uh, Mark Jackson, one, uh, 46 and uh, six seconds. Followed by Nigel Driscoll, 149 minutes and 16 seconds. Steve Paget, 159 and uh, 41 seconds. And Kate Driscoll, uh, 2 hours 2 and 47. And uh, Andy Scott, uh, 2 hours 15 and 36. Jackie Jackson and Nikki, Nikki to Paget uh, finished together, 2 hours 23 and 12. And then a group of striders, including Tracy Partridge, doing her very first half marathon. She travelled abroad to do that one. Kath Scott. Uh, Sarah Jane Cobb and Gemma Latham, two hours thirty-two and thirty-six. And a quick mention for Steve Latham is not one of the New Striders. It's Gemma's husband. He was doing the ten k event out there, uh, one twenty-eight and thirty-six. And spare a thought for Jason Cobb. You know, obviously, these trips are planned months in advance, and he travelled out there. wasn't feeling one hundred percent, but gave it a go anyway. Unfortunately, had to pull up during during the race. So uh, uh, unlucky, Jason. Uh, yeah, back in. Uh, the Newark and Nottinghamshire and Leicestershire area, we were doing a few races, and the Stilton Stumble. Seems to have a habit of rain at the Stilton Stumble. Three years out of four, I did it last year, and it absolutely teamed down with rain. 2016, it was definitely pouring. Can't remember 2017, and uh, 
2019, it was uh, definitely raining on Sunday. But a fair turnout of striders there, though. Peter Davis was the uh, first of, uh, the, from the club to finish, uh, 46 minutes and 53 seconds, and he was first in his age group. Stephen Tomlinson, 52 minutes and 47 seconds. Tomo, uh, Mary Swindles, again, second in her age group, um, 57 minutes and 20 seconds. Stacey uh, Atkins, 59 minutes and 44. Sarah Webb, 1 hour 1 and 57. And Heidi Bobby, um, 1 hour 20 and uh, 3 seconds. And uh, also uh, racing locally, well done in Cambridgeshire. Um, Steve White travelled down for the Perkins Great Eastern uh, run at Peterborough and uh, you know, he waited on the start line with all the other thousands of, of, of runners but sadly the race was sort of cancelled last minute due to a police incident. Um, back to Saturday, so we sort of start on Sunday and go back to Saturday. Uh, Saturday usually starts uh, with part run for, for many striders and for David Cross at Newark it was his 100th uh, part run so well done David there. We also were part running at Sherwood Pines, Kettering, uh, Market Raisin, and um, and Tipperary. Oh, I'll uh, resist the obvious comment, but he definitely got back because I've just seen him running up and down. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Anthea Moisey and Jenny Palmer were at the Market Raisin uh, part run, and they were also participating in the uh, Gruesome Twosome race, which is, uh, I guess, not too far away from Market Raisin, although it did, uh, they did turn up uh, five minutes late and get everybody else uh, a five-minute uh, head start, and they grew some twosome. They were the uh, team of the hour chasers. And they did one hour, 28 minutes exactly, although they say they were five minutes late or so, so the time was really uh, 1.22. And Stephen Thompson, he was there. He was one half of uh, uh, Tomo and MG, the team, uh, Tomo and MG, and he did uh, one hour, 20 and 23 seconds. And uh, finally for, uh, for Saturday... Uh, we had uh, Alison Carmen and Jane Freshwater. They were r- r- running in the Race for Life at the Lincoln Showground. So a fantastic uh, event to support. So coming up, we have got the Thorsby 10, which comes in two flavours, 10 miles and uh, 10 kilometres. So uh, uh, pays money and takes choice out of those two. And also more international uh, uh, striding. We've got the Amsterdam Half Marathon coming up uh, this weekend, and there's a handful of striders travelling to uh, the Netherlands to take part in that. So, pretty exciting week uh, we've just had, and another exciting one to come, Mick. It strikes me as a cracking excuse, thinking to go to the sunshine and now go to Amsterdam. Oh, I'm going, I'm going for a run. Oh, I know, yeah. But, yeah, look, lucky for them. Uh, I always uh, get the local runs, I'm afraid. I'm sort of <laughs> running around in the rain in Newark. <laughs> you, you get Newark and they get Amsterdam. Graham, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye now. Thanks, bye. Graham Walsh there with the Striders Report. Um, it's been a while since um, you've been in the studio, Robin. I'm sure you can have a joke before we you go. But um, I'll just ask you, you both just to move away from the Dave Lewis Challenge. Both stalwarts of Newark Athletic Club. What sort of uh, how long Rob won? Have you been? How long? Yeah. Um... To give Rob two time to think about it. Well, he's got to to take his shoes and socks off to count the number of years he's been a member of the Athletic Club. I've run for the Athletic Club for about 20 years, a little bit over 20 years. Um, Prior to that, I ran as an unattached runner for probably 15 years. 
um, as I sort of dabbled with triathlon and other things. So yeah, I've known you know, Newark, Newark Athletics Club and, and athletics in Newark so you're for a good 35 20, years. So 35 years? Uh, about 46. 40, about 46. 45, 46 years, yeah. So there's banging on for 80 years between you. Well, it tells yeah, it doesn't have, look like it. Have though, you ever it? known it? It's the way I walk. <laughs> <laughs> as buoyant as it is now, because I went down for the mini league and there's lots of new faces of, of youngsters, particularly with the youngsters, and obviously it's on the back of... Yeah. The sports surgeon. Well, two questions. Did you ever expect to see Newark Athletic Club as buoyant of what it is now again? And what's your feelings on it? I mean, I, I, the, the sports village and the new track, um, and uh, I managed to hide from you in the summer when we had a, 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 a mini league um, track and field event. You know, it is a fantastic facility. It enables the club to do things it simply couldn't do before, and that attracts uh, a, a whole new generation of young runners, which is fantastic. Um, and hopefully, they'll grow through the ranks. Um, you know, as we've seen with the twins, really enjoyed their first senior race. They'll build build to that, and hopefully, we can hang on to them. Yeah. You know, we've still got links with you know the likes of Linton Taylor ran for us for many years he's now in um, in leeds but runs from strength to strength same with um, amber now running for college in in the united states but again you know great links to newark mm. Um, mm. so that facility is you know it's, it's it's really really good and it's also great that other clubs are using it stride is using it for training the tri club are using it for training uh, not fast using it for training it, it's there as a town asset yeah what do you think to it rob Newark had a lovely middle distance group. There used to be, uh, we used to do like eight mile training sessions and um, there'd be about 12 or 15 of us uh, used to go out on a Thursday night and what was the other night? A a Tuesday night. Tuesday. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, That diminished, but uh, like Rob said, people are coming up through the ranks so it would be nice to see it built up again where you've got the middle distance runners. Um, you know, the, the old national cross country that was, that was nine miles. They've cut it down down to seven. Uh, I think everybody's got a little bit soft, you know. Uh, my, think- my thing is bring the... Uh, forget about the 10Ks, bring the old 10 milers back and the <laughs> 9 milers. Every, and, everything has to be a K now. You know, yeah, it does. I think it's a long... It's going to be a long-term thing for Newark Athletic Club to do what... Oh, to get to yeah, where yeah. Rob wants. Yeah. You know, Rob yeah. would, would oh, yeah, like. it is. But yeah. I think you're now attracting runners and you're attracting long jumpers and high jumpers and because the facilities are, are there. And if we look at another 10, 15 years from now, mm. as yeah. long as the facilities remain there sure. and remain in the condition that mm. they are mm. um, and we don't have another Grove or Magnus for the hockey on a plate um, yep. <clears throat> it can only get bigger and bigger all the time can't it? Oh it is yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. so. And the atmosphere there, okay, it was a glorious day in June when we had a track and field, mini league track and field You know, there were families uh, 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 there spectating it having picnics, yeah. brilliant. it was a lovely mm. day um, I have to say, I went home with very sunburnt ears yes. and very sunburnt <laughs> hands, but 
but you know that was a small price to pay i um, i i wore my orange radio newark polo shirt and went home with a two and a half million little bug things on me but it was that sort of day wasn't oh it, it? was it you was, was it I yeah. Thought, yeah i saw somebody going up london road yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah it's a it's a great facility for the town uh, and we can do things we we haven't been able to do for years and um and long long may it last right dave lewis challenge is this saturday morning yes uh, it starts in the the car park at the kellum fox yeah. um it will be started by reese Ro- and rory and the mother and sister at eight thirty in the morning for the yeah. long race and nine o'clock um for the shorter race uh-huh. um everybody is very welcome to come and support it yes um it's all running aid of local charities which is is absolutely fantastic and rob just tells the charities again if you would yeah it's the sam white legacy and prostate cancer and uh, newark community first aid and um, three absolutely 100 percent of the money that comes in goes out and that's um, mm-hmm. all credit to newark athletic yeah. club as well for doing that so we thank you for your time tonight gentlemen we thank you for your time in the club's time on um on on saturday i will try and get along there for the start this time and get get up early that way i might get some cake yeah you you can help us put the marquee up i I, I could do that yes that could be my that could be my con contribution so to speak but uh, it's better just to turn up and eat cake i find i think that's probably where we'll end up doing it tomorrow night we're going to be invaded by the newark town ladies footballers um from what i understand we'll we'll be back tomorrow pretty much all of them completely robbed we've got 25 (laughs) seconds rob or girl Okay, I'm really sorry about this joke. Who is the warmest member of the athletic club? It's pretty poor. It's the long jumper. Yay! (laughs) And that's why Tony Smith has had to go all the way to Mansfield (laughs) to avoid that. (laughs) And I wish I'd gone with him. Um, Gents, can't thank you enough. Um, Pleasure. pleasure. Um, Coming up next, it's Stuart Preston on FM and Andy Channing on DAB. Bye-bye!